Hey mamas, welcome to the crew. I'm Jess. And I'm Lena. And we're both first-time moms trying to figure out this new journey as we go. In this podcast, we'll cover all things mom life completely unfiltered. From the beauty and discomfort of pregnancy and birth to the things no one told you about postpartum and raising a tiny human. We have real-time, raw conversations as we grow through the highs and lows of motherhood. So, whether you're new, seasoned, or expecting mama, we've got a seat for you. Let's build our village and raise our babies together. Hey, mama. I am so glad that you're here today. If you listened last week, we talked all about self-care, and I sure as heck hope that in the past week you have put in those two, three, four, five minutes a day. If you have, let us know because I want to cheer you on because that's freaking amazing and that's worth being cheered on for. Today, we are having a super real, raw, honest conversation about the things that surprised the heck out of us in the whole birthing process. Yeah, there was a lot. Listen, I thought I was extremely prepared. I took classes. I read books. I listened to birth (laughs) stories for nine, oh, actually for 41 weeks and three (laughs) days. Okay. And I was shocked at like how much I knew yet how much surprised me, even if I had like heard those things in birth stories or in things like in other places, if I heard them, it still shocked me that that happened to me or just how, like, what the heck did just like, what the heck just happened? It actually felt like in the moment, even though I had like been prepared and ready for it. I don't know, like, maybe you can relate to that, Jess, that like, even though you knew about it, it still shocked you. I don't know. I just felt like what in the world just happened? (laughs) Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, were like the noises that came out of my body that I didn't even know I was physically capable of doing. And you watch the movies and you're like, oh my word, that's so dramatic. Like I have a very high pain tolerance. And so I was going into it with like, okay, I've had like endometriosis things going on where I'm in extreme excruciating pelvic pain. Like I got this. I don't scream for that. Like I'll be fine. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel so bad for any like mom walking in or walking past my room because the noises that came out of me were insane. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't realize how necessary those were because it was all about surrendering to the moment. And the more I tried to not talk, and this is for myself, everyone's different. But the more I tried to not talk or hold it in, the more I was just not getting any relief from any pain. So like the louder I was, the more I moaned, the more intense my breathing was, the the easier it actually started to feel. But I just did not realize that some movies aren't lying or being dramatic with the noises that a woman makes while they're in labor and birthing a child. Yeah, literally I screamed so loud. Like I never knew that I could be that loud. And like you said, I feel so bad for anyone walking in that hallway because I was like, Oh my God. And even like in the process, I'm like, Lena, you're being so loud, so dramatic. But I'm like, no, I'm not being dramatic. This shit hurts. Like you're man. pushing something out of a hole that starts off le- not even a centimeter open and then is 10 centimeters open and a head comes out. Like obviously that's going to cause some issues. And what I think is funny is that the cervix opens to 10 centimeters, but my baby's head was bigger than that. Yeah, I don't understand that with the shoulders, too. (laughs) I My mom was actually taking live pictures. I had just said before that I wanted pictures 
Um, but I didn't want pictures of down there because I, I never wanted to see that. But the midwife looked at my mom when I was about to you know, have Emma and she was like, no, stand behind me. Take live pictures. She's going to want them. And so I watch them now and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I think it opened like a foot wide. I was not prepared off that to how big it actually gets. And that's yeah. when I also realized the noises that were coming out because it was a live picture, which yeah. turned into a video with sound. And I listen to it now and I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs and I just was not prepared for that. Like I, Mm -hmm. because even like watching movies, like you said, I'm like, oh my God, she's being so dramatic. It can't be that bad. Yeah. Uh, I had an epidural and it was that bad. So it's okay. And here's the thing that I want to point out too. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that's so dramatic or no, it's okay. Like whatever your whatever works for you. When you let those noises out, it actually releases so much pent up mm-hmm. energy, anxiety, whatever you're going through in that moment, it releases all of that. And for me, at least like the breathing part during labor was really hard. Like I had practiced mm-hmm. for nine months to like control yep. my breathing. But once you're in that moment, like it was just so much harder for me than I like anticipated that it would be. So letting out those screams, moans, groans, whatever you want to call them was really, really helpful because it helped mm-hmm. release the breath that I needed to. And like, I would make those noises while I was pushing and it was really helping me push because I was like not focusing on the breath and the things mm-hmm. that I had practiced breathing on or practiced doing to push the baby out. And so yeah. like, it's okay to make those noises. It's very natural. Like I wasn't doing it on purpose. It was just happening and it was uncontrollable. Yeah. Think of it like a a tea kettle. There's so much pressure that builds up that it needs to release some pressure, which in turn creates the whistle. So it was, and sometimes I didn't realize how hard it would be to actually, like you were saying, actually breathe. And so like breathing for me was letting out those noises, like taking in a big breath and letting out more noises. Um, Because for me as well, I had always heard about how people have breaks in between contractions. So I went in with that mentality and Mm. I was on Pitocin. And so I don't know if maybe if I wasn't on Pitocin, if this wouldn't happen or I have no idea, but I had no breaks in my contractions. My contractions, you'd see it on the monitor, would go up and up and up and up and up and they would kind of level out and they would start start to go down and I get hit with another one. So I had no breaks and I was not prepared for that at all. So the only way I could release any of the like anger in my body, (laughs) um, like pain built up pressure was screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I was not prepared for not having any breaks in my contractions because you hear people saying in all the birth stories that I listened to, it was people saying like, Oh, and then you get that like 30 seconds to a minute in between where you can just like breathe and relax and get back, like gather yourself so you can get back to focusing on your pushing. And I was waiting for that and it just never came. <laughs> and I was like, hours. what? Literally 28 hours. Yeah. It's like that, that meme seven hours and whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Well, for it, like, for me that my contractions started like that after two two Ugh. hours after my labor started, they just like never stopped. And I was like, um, excuse me. I was told that there would be a break here. Where is it? Yeah. And it I, never came. And I wasn't on Pitocin. I was at the very yeah. end, but this was for the 24 hours leading up to when I ended up getting like the small dose of Pitocin 
So it's not necessarily just when you get induced either. Yeah. And we're not saying any of us to scare you. Like I'm kind of looking back at it now and laughing at it because it's just kind of funny for me now to think about that because in this moment right now, I could not repeat anything that I did in that labor and delivery room. Like your body just takes over and it's all about like surrendering yourself in that moment, I think, and not trying to hold anything back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. And I think that's a, I mean, we talked about this in our birth stories too. So if you guys wanted to, you can always go back and listen to those if you haven't, or if you just wanted to listen again. But one of the biggest lessons that I think we both talked about was learning to surrender to the process, whether it was during pregnancy, during birth, postpartum, when you're being a mom, like everything comes with a side of surrender. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard until you're, I think for me, surrendering in anything is really hard because I just like to be in control of everything. Yes. Yep. But in the birthing process, I wasn't expecting for to just ha- for it to just happen. Like I just mm-hmm. surrendered, and I didn't even realize in the moment that I was until I look back yep. at it and talk about it now that I'm like, oh wow, like my body just did what it needed to do because I let it do what it needed to do, and it, it was just such a surreal experience that like an Mm -hmm. out of body, I'm just like watching this. And I wasn't prepared for that because again, I have, I was so prepared. I was so prepared Mm -hmm. for birth. I learned so much. I did so much research. And at the end of the day, it was also such a shocking surprise to me. And for me to, um, another thing that was really, really shocking for me was, and I, I didn't really listen to much or read much about this, but post birth aftermath, like immediately following when I had a second degree tear Mm -hmm. and this lady is stitching me with no anesthetic. My epidural had worn off. Like I feel the needle. I feel the thread, like still gives me the chills. Yeah. I, it was just like, but also at the same time, the baby is on you and you're trying to focus on that. You've got 10 people in this room, which also Mm -hmm. wasn't prepared for 12 people to be staring at my vagina. Okay. (laughs) For hours. Um, But anyway, (laughs) like she's stitching me. I'm feeling the whole entire thing happen. And I'm like, so again, that out of body experience, because there's so many things going on, so many sounds, so many people, so much movement. And I'm trying to like hold this baby. She's trying to latch on to me. She's like trying to crawl over and latch on and this lady stitching me. So my legs are still up like spread Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even care at this point. I could have walked out of the hospital completely naked and not cared who saw me. Like I, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'll change with my curtains open now. Who cares? I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Listen, 12 people have seen my vagina with spread eagle with the baby coming out of it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And so not even just the stitching, but then like the first time they made me stand up. Yeah. I was like, not prepared for that. <laughs> uh, was someone going to tell me that I felt like my entire body worth of blood volume was going to feel like it was going to come out at one time? Yeah. What and, and I, and for me, it wasn't even the most shocking because I had an epidural because at that point I could move my legs. So yeah. like the walking piece after wasn't a shock because of the epidural, but like you're saying it was the, the blood and the awkwardness of physically 
walking. Like it, it was, was like, like my body giraffe. didn't know what to do. A baby giraffe, my waterbed tummy that is like <laughs> jiggling wicked when you walk <laughs> or move or like even just sitting up that first time. Yeah. Um, or laying down. I tried to lay on my stomach after because, you know, people say, oh, I laid on my stomach for the first time. My stomach felt so bizarre because it felt like a waterbed. I felt like I was just going to like jiggle off the bed. <laughs> I wasn't, no one told me your water, your stomach would feel like that. Yeah. And for some reason, I went in thinking maybe I could be the lucky one and my belly will go back the way it looked like before I went in. Honey, that's probably just not going to happen. Just and be okay with that. Yeah. I don't care how fit you are. That's never going to happen. But yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I was not prepared. One for like that gush of bodily fluid that it just felt like literally everything was coming out at one time. And two, one, and, and the awkwardness obviously of like trying to move my legs after just because mm-hmm. I had been like, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a mom. So unfiltered here, like you were spread eagle for hours or pushing, pushing. pushing. And even if you're not like, you're in different positions trying to like figure out how to move baby into a good position or, you know, just laboring down, you're doing all of these things and your body, like this is such an intensive process. Even if you didn't push for three hours, like Jess and I did, um, your body is so tired. Your legs Mm -hmm. feel weak and heavy, whether you had an epidural or not, just because it's such an energy intensive Mm -hmm. process. And I just felt like, what leg am I moving? Are my legs moving? I don't know. I can feel everything. Like I know that I'm standing, but like, it felt so awkward. And then like, I don't know about you, but I wasn't even walking. I was like waddling because the blood Mm -hmm. is like, gushing and, and you're holding the little I'm um, holding doggy the pad. pee pad and like, yeah. yeah I'm holding my chuck pad I am also just got done getting so many stitches because I had a second degree tear so I'm like waddling because it hurts and then she's like oh go ahead and sit down on the toilet meanwhile the toilet in the labor and delivery room is far too low so I'm like trying to hold on to a grab bar to like lower myself <laughs> down because I'm like this hurts what do you want me to do like again completely butt naked yeah I had a gown on at this point, but it, the, like it was like halfway down my body. So I was just like holding it on for no reason. So I'm like, why did nobody tell me that I was going to feel like a baby giraffe learning how to walk again? Mm-hmm. But also like waddling like a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why I was thinking that not even the pain, but the awkwardness of walking Yes, would go away by the time we left the hospital. And I saw this video the other day. I think I may have sent it to you. And it's saying like that classic video or picture of the dad holding the baby walking out and behind them is the mom who's waddling like a penguin. Yeah, you sent that. And that was me. And I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't realize that, and not everyone is like this, but that the uterine contractions can last for days or even a week. Mm-hmm. And I struggled so bad with that. I was taking Tylenol and ibuprofen around the clock, like 24 um, seven, because I didn't realize that that still happened after you pushed your child out of your vagina, <laughs> that like, the, the uterus is still contracting. Yeah. And I also wasn't prepared for, and this was, I'm all over the place, but during the labor and delivery process of the body shakes. Mm-hmm. 
like, I don't know if I heard much about that, but like my body literally like, where it was involuntarily shaking my entire body and there was nothing I could do to stop it. And I, it even was like that right after Emma was born, because again, my mom had like the live pictures on and you can see my body shaking. And I was like, am I okay? Is this normal? Is this okay? And it is yeah. okay. I think yeah. the body's just so overstimulated that your muscles are just like, <laughs> was actually a hormonal response because your hormones oh. spike. Yeah. So it's sense. like your hormones are uh, fluctuating so much during that process because it's like oxytocin and like goes skyrocket so that mm-hmm. you can, it, that's what helps the uterus contract, push the baby out. And then you have Pitocin, which is a synthetic version of oxytocin. So even like more yeah. skyrocketing. And this is really quick, like science lesson here, but like Pitocin and oxytocin don't actually act the same way in your body. So Pitocin doesn't cross the blood brain barrier. So it just kind of builds up in your system more than oxytocin does. And it acts differently. And so your body is just like shaking um, and you get super nauseous. That was me. Not everyone does. I didn't, but I did have the shakes. And even though I knew that that was a high possibility because a lot of people do get them, I was still like, oh my God, I'm having a seizure. (laughs) Like, no, I'm not. At that but, point, I'm like, there's everything going wrong. I don't even know. <laughs> but like when you're in that moment, again, you just kind of like forget everything because you're so focused. You're not, you're not focused. I think that's the problem. You're focused on one thing, which is pushing the baby out and then like holding mm-hmm. the baby and not dropping the baby. But like everything else is just like such a blur, the whole process mm-hmm. that I was just like, what, like what just happened? And I think that's what I also wasn't prepared for. I was like, what in the world just happened? Like. Mm-hmm. I just pushed a baby out. Like it was just inside and now it's outside. And now I'm technically a mom again, like for real now, because the baby's outside mm-hmm. and now I have to take care of it. I have to take care of myself. Now what do I do? I was just like, I was not prepared for like <laughs> the aftermath and how I would feel. Yeah. I think like the, I think I was in the hospital for two days afterwards. Cause where we are, you stay there for two days as a new mom. And I just wasn't prepared to for how surreal that felt and how different it was the second we got into our car mm-hmm. to drive home. And I was like, um, I wasn't surprised for how much I would doubt every single thing that I did or thought that I knew. Because like I said in a different episode, I was around kids all the time. Like I helped take care of kids. I babysat kids. I put them in their strollers. I blah, 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 blah. And then as a mom, I didn't realize that my self-confidence of everything that I know would just completely go away. And it felt like I knew nothing. Like, again, like a baby giraffe. Like, I feel like I had to learn everything new all over again. And that I couldn't trust anything that I was doing because um, is no one going to check that she stressed it enough? Is no one going to check and make sure that the car seat's not going to, like, fly off of things in the back is no one going to make sure that her straps aren't too tight it's like everything that i knew i wasn't surprised for how much you just second guess yourself yeah yes absolutely i second guess myself all the time and i still um, do i mean yeah absolutely and i think that's something that's never really going to go away because every stage of motherhood and of the baby growing and turning into a teenager and then going off to college and Mm -hmm. then becoming a grandma eventually you know like everything there's going to be a different stage of life every every day is different. So something's always going to come up. So I don't think that'll ever go away, but I think a lot of the things we just covered just kind of tying this up is that like, you can be as prepared as you want, Mm -hmm. but the biggest lesson in that all of this is just to surrender to whatever's happening in that moment. And just know that 
the things that we talked about doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen to you. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the same experience that we did. We all have different experiences. Mm -hmm. And like Jess said earlier, I just want to reiterate, like, this is not meant to scare you. This is just a really raw and honest conversation about things that we went through that we were like, what the heck? Because we, (laughs) even if we were prepared, like we had no idea. (laughs) That's just like such a weird thing. It's like, yeah, I was super prepared, but I also had no idea at the same time. Or maybe you hear something and you're like, oh, that won't happen to me, but it can happen to you because it happens to other Mm -hmm. people. Um, so just expect the unexpected, surrender to the experience and laugh about it. <laughs> That's really all you yeah. have to do. You have to laugh about it. Cause sometimes I think if I don't laugh about it, I'll just cry. Cause again, the <laughs> biggest thing for me is <laughs> kind of going off of what you're saying is I always said like, you know, I want to be like semi covered, like my bra and like pants. Like I brought a little like birthing gown. I didn't realize how much I would just not care about being completely butt naked. I didn't care who walked in. Anyone could have walked in. And I'd be like, I don't care. At this point, if someone's like, oh, I talk about my birth and how I pictures it and they want to see I'm like, here, here you go. Everyone else has seen everything. This is like a medical video at this point. Like how much I just didn't care. Because also yeah. in that moment, I was so focused on getting Emma out. And then when I was breastfeeding her, like my boobs were completely out. I was like moving them around to try and get my boob in her mouth and how much you just don't care. Cause it's like, you're saying in the moment, it's so it's like an out of body experience. It really is. Yeah. And like you're saying, kind of tying it up is also to remember that with birth and we said this in in our birth stories that it's a plan. And one of the biggest things I was surprised in is how much it doesn't always go to plan, but that's okay. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that your birth failed. It doesn't mean that it's not beautiful. It doesn't mean that it's not perfect. It's just different than what you expected. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yes, absolutely. And I think we can kind of leave it at that. Just like I said, expect the unexpected, go with the flow, know that it might not go according to plan and that's okay. And everything that we said today is just like funny to listen to now. Um, yeah, I, I just like, I, I can't even like finish this because I just want to talk about how awkward all of it was, like the whole situation. <laughs> so anyway, just be prepared for it to be super awkward. Be prepared to not be prepared, no matter how prepared you are. <laughs> yes. And definitely reach out to us and tell us your like shocking stories. Because like we're saying, sometimes you just have to laugh about it or you cry. And so let's laugh about it together. Yes, I like laughing together. (laughs) Me too. So with that, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and building this village with us. If you like this style of raw and unfiltered conversation, it would mean the world if you'd share this episode with another mama by sending it to her directly or sharing it on your socials to help us get this message out. Or leave us a review to help increase the searchability of the show so that we can continue to add more mamas to our crew. Until next time, always know we're so grateful to be in this with you.